1: Yes, that is so retrograde, but only for two more days. Fuck, yes, I'm so ready. Although I have to say, Elizabeth Cott. Tell me, Stephanie Simvari, That this retrograde has been quite revelatory. Ooh, ooh. That is an unconventional reword, as, as it doesn't mean revisiting anything. But wow, 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 have we moved through some stuff. For real. Who's with all. us, folks?
2: Raise your hand. Hand raised. Take a shot of
1: kombucha if you're with us. Take a sip of your old iced coffee, if you hear me. Mm. Your matcha latte. Whatever you have in your hand. If it's nothing, just fist bump yourself. You made it, guys. You're through it. And now we're in this fiery Leo season, moving forward, making changes, making moves, closing deals. You know how
2: they say that Leos tend to always have, like, a full head of hair? I've never
1: heard that, but okay. But I... Now feel like every Leo I know does have amazing hair.
2: It's a thing, I promise. Okay. So do you think that everyone's going to have like a bangin' hair month in Leo season? That's, my, mean, that's my hope for everyone. Speaking for
1: myself, <laughs> I sure am. <laughs> well, you always are. So. Right, because the lion's mane. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Just okay, when you think Elizabeth here. doesn't know stuff about astrology, she comes in hot and cute. Just blowing your mind <laughs> with, a cute, with a cute thought. That's my brand. I'm so excited. I feel like this this whole cycle has just been like a release.
2: There you go. And
1: I read this thing about this moon that's coming on the 31st. You know how a, a reading is a reward too. Reading? Are you re... Oh, <laughs> Girl bye. <laughs> Get out of here. Um and it it said that this full moon is like f- us kind of passing through the portal of everything that we've done in the last like couple of months and it's like this is the true transformation of now where like the life that you've been sort of like working through towards can like really start and i feel that so fucking cute i'm so excited
2: good hair days moving through portals come on guys what else
1: do you need calling in our highest selves our best selves let's do it
2: yeah which leads us to the topic of this episode great transition great well portal done. to move through that I think we'd all like to move through is when we're going through heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And one thing um, about this episode is, again, we're kind of on this listener-generated tip. Mm-hmm. Is it that we're on summer break and you and I don't feel like forming our own questions? I'd say mentally, you, I'd say yes. I say that's what it is too. Mm-hmm. But also,
1: cool. we also know that you guys have a lot of fucking questions. Yeah. So.
2: And when it comes to heartbreak, we wanted like how I
1: turn that laziness into like a productive gift. Beautiful,
2: (laughs) and like so, we wanted to go really specific with things. Mm -hmm. So we have Claire Byrne on the show, who is a heartbreak coach, and she works with individuals moving through heartbreak, whether it be romantic, friendship, platonic, work, all the things where we can, you know, ease our souls a bit. And Mm -hmm. what was really Take, we'll, a, take accountability. Yeah, what really struck me when we put the call out for the question is how many people responded and just said, yeah, I am I am going through a heartbreak. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: we're going to get to a lot of your questions in a bit, but I just feel the call to say this. It's going to be okay.
1: Aw, that's so sweet.
2: It, it really is. You will move through it. You will feel better, and you will learn something and come out the other side feeling amazing, stronger, and a better – not even better version of yourself but a more solid version of yourself. Amen
1: sis. And by the way, get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> not the heartbreak, but the that that experience of working through stuff. Like you know, life is It has no absence of challenges, and once you start to get into acceptance of saying, okay, I'm going through a painful thing, I'm going through a challenging thing, I'm going to work through that, it gives you the strength and the fortitude to continue to do that as you move forward in um, bigger ways in your life as you ask for more and receive more. So it's just a good exercise. Yes,
2: and the thing I love about Claire and her style of coaching is she comes from a place of knowing. She talks about how she was the – you know kind of to use her words, not mine, like crazy girlfriend, dramatic breakup, letting it consume her. And she had to do the self work to move Mm -hmm. through that. And because of that, she now teaches others to do the same. Beautiful. And that's a nice pattern that I like to see in people who are doing the work is then spreading the good knowledge onto others. Mm -hmm. So sometimes
1: we go through some some shit just so that we can, you know, become the expert on that show I do know yeah <laughs> you do do you know I do know all right. <laughs> hence this
2: show yeah. all right um so without further ado let's please welcome Claire Byrne to the show so today we have Claire Byrne joining us she is the heartbreak coach and her number one fan Tell us, <laughs> definitely your number one. <laughs> Welcome, we're so happy <laughs> to lying. have you here. We love people that listen to the show. That makes us happy. Um, we met you actually when we did a live show at the Den Meditation, and you just were sitting up front, and you were kind of giving us this like beautiful, intentional encouragement from your seat. I could like feel it. And it was really it nice. It was real. I appreciated <laughs> it.
0: There were a lot of talkers in the room, and I was very angry about it. Yeah, you were. Well, yes. I think that's
2: what happens when you have a crafting project go on whilst whilst yeah, giving a, a talk. That's true. But hey, we just we understand the ADD generation. <laughs> we're part of it, so we just want to give people like multiple things to do. Oh, while we're I up there talking. It. When I was
1: in yeah. college, I made a bracelet at a Third Eye Blind concert, and I didn't talk at all, so that's on those people. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so
2: we met you there, and then got connected with your work, and we did a call out to our audience, anybody who's going through heartbreak of any kind. We got so many responses. Heartbreak so we thought,
0: is happening a lot.
2: And uh, from friendships, to people in relationships, to people getting out of relationships, it's universal i mean let's be honest if you're not ending a relationship through breaking up one of you is dying so it's like those are the
1: options (laughs) wow (laughs) so true
2: isn't that just the truth (laughs) yeah yeah like you're either gonna choose to part ways or life happens
1: and you will part ways Exactly. So why hate to not? say it. That's you just turned into a, a dark version of yourself, and I like it. So I have to say, I'm here for that. Good. It's
0: so
2: good. Well, okay. So we had so many questions, and we're gonna we broke these up into categories to kind of, and then we we merged a few because there was a lot of th- common themes. First and foremost, if you're in a relationship and you're having a breakup, what is your advice for the person who's the one ending it? Because that's tricky and I feel like isn't talked about as much as the one dealing with with being being broken broken up up with. with.
0: Yeah, and I think I I know someone where she went through a really hard time letting go of someone who she deeply cared about but didn't feel that – Um, he was the right partner for her, but the Mm -hmm. love was still there. I think really what it comes down to, I know that this is speaking of going dark, like rip the Band-Aid and let the person go and set them free and get over your own guilt because, and this is my own story, they still are the one on the receiving end who don't want to be broken up with, right? So dive in, do it with kindness, do it with grace. I think another thing too is don't mislead them leading up to when you decide that you're gonna break up with someone, there's sort of that little grace period where you're like, okay, I'll do it after we go to that wedding, right? Whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? And so, making sure that you're not saying misleading things. Uh, breakup that I was on the receiving end of. I mean, just we were not perfect, but there was a lot of good there. And just a couple of days before he did the deed, it was just, baby, I just want to fight for us, and all these things. And then it was just like. Mm. we're done and it was very cold and it felt out of left field even though of course with time and space and upon reflection it's like yeah it wasn't really what it was supposed to be or what I hoped it would be right but not to mislead be direct and set them free. And you get to just it's going to be painful for both of you, right? So this is what heartbreak is. I think people come to me at times and like, how do I just fix my heart? How do I just feel better? No, part of the process is to be with the pain. We are human beings. We were put on this earth to experience negative emotion. And I don't know about you guys, but I certainly in my Irish Catholic household was not taught that crying was okay. Love you, mom and dad. Yeah. But like we were I was not I mean, I was just a screaming dramatic kid and was like, Stop crying. Yeah. Right. So this is uncomfortable. It will be painful, but also do them a service and do yourself a service right. and just do it sooner than later. But don't you
1: believe that, like, if peop- if you feel like you're not supposed to be with someone, then there must be someone for that person that will feel that way? Like, it's like, it's so shitty. You're kind of in your ego about it. Like, it- I'm breaking up with you. I'm hurting you. But it's like, actually, this isn't in alignment. And so you get to have, like, I love you, but I think there's someone better for you. Like, that's a gift, not, like, a life sentence. What about when Absolutely. you're getting
2: in, when you've been broken up with and you can get caught in that loop of what ifs? Oh, and that just such a replaying good. everything in your head and just, it's it's a rough space. If
1: only I'd sucked his dick more, he'd love, <laughs> love me. <laughs>
0: If only Perfect. I liked his mom, or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh, the what ifs. So I think the biggest thing, too, is is um, what we want to do is we want to resist the what ifs, right? Oh, I keep playing this over and over and over again in my brain. Or even when we're in relationships, what if he breaks up with me? What if this doesn't last, right? I mean, I've been doing this work for a long time. I'm such a what ifer, right? What if I don't find my person, right? Those thoughts enter my brain. Well, it's a safety mechanism.
2: I think if you consider everything, you can ground in
0: it a little. Yeah. So I think that there's three stages to this, right? So if the what-ifs are so loud and and the shoulda, woulda, coulda, ing, and the bargaining with the past that you can't change again, right? You just need to be with that, right? Notice what the what-ifs are creating in your body. So coming back to mindfulness practice, grounding yourself in the body, noticing, okay, my brain really wants to get carried away in the what ifs, right? And just be with that and breathe through that. Again, I know these aren't fun answers, but truly the gateway in is to be with what is. In acceptance. Yeah. And even I'm noticing I'm not in acceptance, right? Like I'm so resistant to acceptance is the gateway towards acceptance, right? Mm. And so then after that, right, if you find like, okay, the what ifs are not as overwhelming, and I'm not spiraling as much in them like really telling yourself, I'm noticing my brain really wants to indulge in what-ifing, right? Because the what ifs aren't real, right? So when you when you say I'm noticing my brain, you're really separating yourself from the story, right? And I'm indulging in the future. I'm not coming back to presence. And then the third, beyond that, it's like And what if, especially about the future. So what if I am single at 45? I will be okay. Right. Right? I will
1: figure it out. Turning the what if negative into the what if positive. Yeah.
0: My heart will still be beating. But do I want to indulge in what ifs? And then what if he shows up tomorrow? Right? Like, so... I think we go into this, I know for me in my own personal experience without these tools, the what if felt like, and if that happens, I will die. Yeah. Right? That's what our brains want to do. And so obviously our brains are designed for survival, but there's no longer a bear hunting after us. We don't have to hunt for food to survive. But now we've got social media at our fingertips and all this information that can really trigger us or an ex can text us whenever if we haven't blocked him, right? And so it can just go, (gasps) and your body can just go into immediate panic. So it's our job. Like, that's what I love so much about you guys doing this podcast and really spreading to the masses, how coming back to presence and even your conversation with tall is it Tal, um, at Den Meditation, yeah. right? the importance of just coming back to, because this, this work is not about the what ifs never entering into our brain or the panic or the fear or never getting my heart broken again. Like I think, oh, here I am the heartbreak coach, right? Like what if the universe is just like, let's keep throwing our lessons right, right. <laughs> to show you how good you are at your job. So uh, it's like, how much can <laughs> you fucking handle? Oh, and I've had those moments where I'm like, I gotta change my niche. I can't do
1: this <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, but you know what? If you are gonna do the work for other people, you do need to experience it on a deep level so that you can speak from experience, not from a place of like,
0: I can see this from the perspective of being on the outside, but I don't know how it feels. Exactly. I mean, I think any life coach who's going to be like, I'm a weight loss coach, but I've always been 95 pounds, right? Like no one wants to go to that person. So uh, you have to have experienced it. But I've experienced enough and I feel like I've moved to the other side. Uh, Universe, you can send me someone lovely. What about with,
2: (laughs) what's your best advice for those of us with friends who are in the depths of heartbreak? Because holding space for that. When can be annoying. Well, yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I love that you said that, Stephanie, because it I can think it be a little bit
0: of a grind. Yeah. So I think there's a balance there, and I can honestly say, in any of my friends who tune into this, I know I have been. A brutal case to deal with. Same. I know that I have pushed friends away. I know that I'm the reason that friendship breakups, which we can get to as well, right? Um, So I think that there's a balance. I mean, I know for me, I'm going to stop, drop, and roll for any sister friend who is heartbroken and going through it. I I get what it feels like. And I think some people, right, you get married right away after college, and you've never really experienced it. So I think those people have less um, of a tolerance to hold sure. that space, right? And so I would just offer to them that just because you haven't experienced it it is still and also i feel sorry for you because i think there's a right of passage for going through a break yeah um but what's like a good amount of
1: time like you know for say is it does is it dependent on so i've heard some people say like oh if you're in a relationship the breakup rule like seven years the time it's like three and a half years you're (laughs) lucky morning or whatever and like but from my personal experience it's like I feel like I was in a state of heartbreak not even having been broken up with just because I was like searching for something that wasn't there and it was like needing me – needing to force me to go deeper into myself. But like I even had a conversation with her and another one of our friends like last week where I was like, I just want you to know that I'm like through the storm. Thanks for holding space for like all those years of me want like being – feeling like I didn't have something that you had and all that stuff. It's like it's fucking obnoxious in hindsight that I was like making myself – putting myself on – my friends like that in a way yeah. and needing
0: more. Well, be kinder to yourself. It's yeah. not. obnoxious. Well, I think <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, I think that there's a balance in catching that. And yeah. It's beautiful that your, your self-awareness about it came to it you when it came to you. There's yeah. no perfect time. Yeah. I think the best thing a friend can do is hold the space, be there. When it happens initially, like the person is just a hot mess. Right. right. And then after that, it's like, I always compare it to a friend who calls herself fat. And I also used to be that girl as well. Like, I'm so fat. Don't I look gross in that picture? And now I have, zero tolerance for a friend calling herself ugly fat anything in a picture no thank you don't talk about my friend like that right yeah and so if the story then becomes indulgent like he didn't love me it was a lie right like i mean the coach in me is gonna say but i would still offer it to any regular human on the street like but when you're believing that that's a projection of your lack of self-worth yes right so really i i don't see it that way when you indulge that story you're hurting yourself right and then if it goes on and on and on you need to talk to somebody, Yeah, right? like At like, what point do you say, hey, yeah. I
2: love you so much. I feel like we're on a bit of a loop. Yeah. How can we, what can we do
0: to shift out of this and making it feel like they're supported? Absolutely. And I, like my closest friends are the ones who said like, We can talk about this for 20 minutes, but we've been doing this, right? So I can hold that space for you, but I really think you need to. Or what did your therapist say about that, right? Like how can we elevate the conversation versus indulge the pain and the story? You guys, it is a story that you are creating about – how he handled things, what he said to you, what he did to you, and when you were in his brain and in his business, you are just annihilating your heart and your emotions and your story or about she. yourself. Or she, exactly. the other person, whoever yeah. it may be. Thank you for saying that because you're welcome. I talk about it as a heterosexual woman who's gone through my own personal experience, and so I. But appreciate this you information just also. is yes. for
2: all relationships, well, as like you said. You it's a put universal lesson. You the other lesson.
1: person on a pedestal. Pedestal? Pedestal. Pedestal. Yeah. pedestal. Try it out.
2: Whatever works. A-L I, I prefer OOL,
1: but that's fine. <laughs> um, but you put the other person in a higher level than you, so it's like it's just fully giving away your power.
0: Yeah, and also that's a great shameless self-plug, but on my podcast I did literally an episode called no, Kick Him Off His Pedestal. <laughs> Thank you for catching that. Oh, yeah. But I just did an episode called Kick Him Off His Pedestal. Again, it's like, are you going to indulge the idea of the dreamboat that he was? Yeah. Or was he really that dreamy? I mean, no, right? Like, and if he was supposed to be your person, he would be, but he's not, which is a neutral circumstance. So what are the thoughts that you want to indulge about that neutral circumstance? It's like you always remember the good things and not the bad things. Like I broke up
1: with him. However, when I look back, I'm like, but we were so in love, not remembering all of the shitty, terrible dinners that we had, crying, like all that stuff is negated when you're dealing with putting yourself back together.
0: Yeah, exactly. Isn't it way more fun to pine after what you hoped it would be than to be alone with yourself and actually do work on yourself? 100%.
1: because it's like I mean I have to do this all on my own god damn it yeah I don't like that what's the rule with the no
2: contact post breakup I mean we could just do a whole, a whole podcast.
1: episode on <laughs> yeah. that like
0: what I actually... what is the best
2: practices in that realm
0: yeah so I am a big fan of no contact however going back to the weight loss analogy, right? When someone wants to lose weight, they run on the treadmill five days a week, they switch from McDonald's to greens, right? Just keeping this the analogy yeah. simple. And what is the motivation there? I've got a wedding that I want to look really good for, a reunion. And then what happens afterwards? You go back to your habits. Exactly. Because you haven't managed your mind. You haven't made the connection of the meaning of the sedentary lifestyle and the shitty food that you're eating that is filling that hole and that void for you, right? So no contact, great to do no contact. But if you're rereading old texts, old emails, replaying all the conversations, asking your friend if you've seen anything that he's done on social media, right? Like you're still in the relationship. So really, the no contact doesn't make that much of a difference. So how committed are you beyond the no contact? Regardless, I think you should still do no contact, okay. but I think next level, manage your mind around, and, and I think what it comes down to is how committed am I to moving on? And if I'm asking questions or replaying old conversations, I'm still doing myself a disservice in the healing process.
1: Sometimes I still check in on my ex-boyfriend.
0: Oh, well, I think also it's so human and so natural to do that. Like- so for anyone who's going through it and going, oh, no contact, that just feels too hard. It's not permanent, right? Just for right now, when your heart is in a million pieces. Like a six month. Maybe we'll circle back. Yeah, and Wish don't you fool well. yourself. Like I I, I, I compare it to going sober, right? Like I often do my alcohol cleanses, and oh my god, I'm doing so well. I could totally have a beer on day twenty three, right? Like mm-hmm. this is so good. I'm in control. I don't need it, and I, you know, careful that you're not bullshitting yourself. Like I've been doing so well. I haven't even thought about him, so I'm totally okay with checking. Oh my god, who is that woman on his arm? Then, yeah, right. Down so, we go. Really getting clear <laughs> yeah. on the commitment to this cleanse.
2: Okay. All right.
0: But timeline
2: on that is depending on the situation.
0: Yeah. I mean, as I said to you guys before, uh, Irish Catholic girl, I'm quite the dweller. Yeah. So it takes me a little bit longer, but finding the compassion to be okay with where my automatic thoughts go is is key. So sometimes it takes me a little bit longer. I think
1: it's just hard, too, with breakups where, you know, not everyone breaks up because there's something terribly wrong.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: that, I think, is, like, sort of – That to go back to that question of like, what if I'm breaking up with them or whatever? It's like sometimes things just aren't right. It doesn't mean that it's like violent or terrible. And I think that can be almost more challenging because that's. There wasn't like a thing. Yeah. You can like just assign to it. Exactly. Like I feel like that's where the what if becomes like a real terror terrorist because it's like it wasn't anything. It just wasn't 100 percent right. Like your intuition, you have to trust that
0: absolutely and if the bottom line is you just know right so i think i mean i've always been and i imagine you guys are too yeah, you just take no Right? Sorry but you're... screaming at you.
1: Like <laughs> God damn it, this is what I've been fucking saying. A lot of people, I mean, you guys
0: have obviously been doing a lot of work on yourselves, and I, I the reason why I love your show so much too is that there's no higher than now, like we haven't done all this work on ourselves, right? But we have. If anything, we're like, we've been doing all this work on ourselves. <laughs> Just what the fuck? So so crazy. Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> Can I get better? Amen. <laughs> right? But it's like, you know, so we're I think it would be safe to say for the three of us that we would rather move through the discomfort of leaving the comfortable yeah. to find that thing that our inner guide is telling us, for lack of better words, right? Our gut instinct, our soul, whatever, um, is telling us to go after, even if that means there's no guarantees, yeah. even if we don't know what exactly that is, right? And that's what I want for my clients, anyone listening, friends, loved ones. You don't have to settle just because it's comfortable.
2: Let's take a quick moment. let take a moment. Say hi to a dear friend. Hello, dear friend. And sponsor for the show. Okay. Uh, Mr.
1: or Mrs. Rothy's. <laughs> Hello. They are stylish shoes that are sustainable and comfortable enough for everyday wear anywhere. They are made from recycled plastic water bottles. Can you believe? No, I literally still can't believe. So
2: Rothy's has four different styles that we are big fans of. Mm-hmm. I would say my my personal fave is the flat point. Very cute. So cute. And they have a ton of fun colors and they're always releasing new limited edition styles. However, I will say personally, mm-hmm. the black pointy flat.
1: That's your go-to, friend. It's just
2: a go-to. And as somebody who's just trying to minimize their wardrobe and be like, you know, a, a chic minimalist mm-hmm. that I that I aspire to be, mm-hmm. that black point just like makes it happen.
1: I also discovered the salt honeycomb sneaker, and it's a really cute, like, knitted white slide that I feel is great for a summer moment.
2: Yeah, so you've got the flat, the point, the loafer, the sneaker, and... The cute little girl versions. Oh my God. Which are just make your heart melt. Cannot wait to shop for my friends who are having babies. <laughs> so if you head over to Rothy's.com, that's R O T H Y S.com, enter the promo code RETROGRADE. You're going to get your cute shoes and free shipping and free returns. if, if or, you need exchanges, to. or exchanges. Because sometimes you
1: order a shoe that's not the exact right size, and Rothy's yeah. is going to make it super easy for you to figure that and out.
2: And I'll say I'm a six and a half. In a true six and a half. Yeah. And I know you're a bit of a larger six and a half and you go with the seven. Yes. Okay. So just some sizing. Hot tintel. Intel. Yeah. We're big fans. We love it so much. And we know you guys will love it too. That's rothys.com with promo code retrograde
1: for free shipping. I have a deeper question then we can move on to the next thing. But th- this is actually very interesting to me because that line of like trusting your intuition versus either projecting like an unrealistic desire or living in a fear or a block around Like, you know, an intimacy issue or, you know, a a parental issue or whatever it is. Like, what are we blocking ourselves with? Like, figuring out that line between, like, my intuition and then me just not letting something in. Being in your head. Yeah. Like, where – for me, I think what I'm realizing the fix for that is just dating, Just like when someone's like, I want to set you up with this person. Just fucking go. Just meet people and talk to people. Not
0: anyone who owns an essential oil company. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I
1: literally do want to go out with that person just because I'm fucking fascinated. And you have to call me out. Yeah, 100%. But (laughs) that's hilarious. But, um... Yeah, just like that, I think, is a very nuanced kind of internal
0: conversation that I'm so I have something with. to say on that. Yeah. Um, I love that you're just like, go date, be out, be open. Um, I use this huge, not huge, very simple thought model tool that this woman, Brooke Castillo, designed, and so she talks about how you have a neutral circumstance. So I said um, earlier, right, the neutral circumstance is I'm single, right? Okay. Now, some people will be like, no, the circumstance is I'm single and this is terrible. Not neutral. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> yeah. not neutral, right? Single at 38. That's not neutral. It totally is. Those are two facts, right? right? And so then your automatic thoughts are, holy fuck, will I always be single? This sucks. I don't want to be alone. All the things. Right. Automatic negative. Some people are like, that's great, right? That's how you know it's not neutral or that it is neutral. Right, because and there's two perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then the feeling after that, right? A thought creates a feeling, which is you know, fear, anxiety, sadness, loneliness. And then the action is what? Lots of people swipe online feeling that way. And mm-hmm. then the result is they still don't find their person, right? right? Because they're just in this shit storm of a thought spiral and a belief that it sucks to be single. LA is terrible. New York is terrible. Those are my two cities. So those, that's why I reference oh, But I two know. two greatest <laughs> cities on earth are terrible. Hey, bye. Right? Yeah, exactly. The biggest transplant cities. Come on, guys. Um, right? So then we plug into a new model. And it's like circumstance. Single, right? And then you skip the thought line, and then it's like, how do you want to feel about being single? Right? Amazing, secure, confident, excited, curious, sexy, romantic, yeah. desirable, yeah. right? Free. And so then what? Free. Ooh. Yeah. Fly away, honey. There you <laughs> go. Yes. <laughs> um, and so then you go back up, and it's like, well, what thought do I need to think about being single that is going to create those feelings, which will drive different actions, which the action could still be swiping. Right. Right, but, but you're it's coming one from thing a different if you're space. swiping because
1: I do this all the time where I'm swiping and I'm like, you know, fuck that, fuck this guy, this guy's dumb. No, everyone sucks. Like I get yeah. into that in this in the swiping. So do I. And then <laughs> nobody comes through because yeah. it's like the intentionality is is registering. And I do think that with the online thing, you do have to just have like literally no expectation, neutral and neutral, and like but enjoy the process. Having right? fun with it is cool. Yes. And be clear about that. It's for fun, not like oh, I definitely don't see this person as someone that I could be with. It's like that's fu- literally a photo of a person you don't know.
0: And remember, this is not the only way to meet people, it's right? I think honestly sometimes the last I'm,
1: resort, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and 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 because I'm in a place in my business right now where I'm working a lot of hours, so like I will in just my little bit of downtime, and it's just not my focus, right? But that is sort of what I'm just half-assed swiping on but I know that my thoughts create my results so when people are like why are you single oh because of my thoughts (laughs) like taking the responsibility without shaming myself and just to circle back to what you were saying of like all these different things are my different blocks so I just keep dating it's like you actually can shift your thoughts about those blocks right. and also the A line, the action line can still be to date. Does that make sense? Totally. That's like a little mini tutorial totally. on like, my I, approach. And
1: through doing that and keeping the neutrality and being in action, your your intuition is actually very clear.
0: Yeah. And, and also your desires are more in alignment and your result is closer to you because you're consciously thinking in a way to yield you the results and being aware of your actions to support that. Right. Right. Because again, you can lose weight. By not thinking about it, or you can lose weight being like, wow, I'm really craving the brownie right now. It sucks to say no to it, but I'm just going to feel the urge and still not satisfy it. Or have right? a carrot. Or have a carrot and say, this sucks, but you know the light at the end of the tunnel, right? But so you can manage the your mind. carrot is a
1: date with someone you might not want to be with, but you're still going on it to satisfy the urge and get fingered. I <laughs> wish you bagged. could also do Would with you? a carrot
2: exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute <forget laughs> that was beautiful so this, this is, is why actually, this is my favorite podcast <laughs> this is actually
2: interesting that we're talking about the apps so which i feel like this is a common engagement that happens in terms no, of huh? what i hear with my friends is that the whole idea of ghosting Which is very common, either IRL or if you've only connected online and it hasn't even gone to an in-person exchange.
1: Are you getting ghosted
2: if you've never met someone? Yeah, you can. Yeah, if you're like talking to them and then they just stop answering you. Is that a a mini
0: ghost? It's a mini ghost. Yeah. Mini ghost for sure. Gentle ghost, So how
2: to not feel like shit when that happens?
0: How to not take that personally? Yeah, so I actually just hit send. I wrote an article on this. For where? Courtney kardashians push.com. Hello oh. <laughs> Poosh. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Poosh, Stephanie? Um, I'm, I'm neutral. On We're poosh. open to having Courtney on to come and talk about it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She should. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been amazing. They, Send the message they, up the chain. I will. She was I also really at
1: the
2: airport today wearing one leggings, I might oh, say. Oh. Awesome. So a full
0: circle moment. I love it. <laughs> no, I'm so grateful that they've given me this platform. I've written, um, I have a couple of more coming out, and I've written, uh, this will be my fourth getting published i also wrote about no, no contact and um they keep bringing me back that's so great okay yeah. in that case i'm so, a big fan of poosh yeah me too <laughs> yeah. but okay i think this is such a great topic and again it just comes back to your thought drama about it the energy that we give these people right that they are going to ghost us and the meaning that we make out of someone being a bit of a douche or, like, n- just not the, the most respectful person to say. And I know that that's my thought about it, right? But it's like, you're already butthurt that the person ghosted you. And you don't know them. And you don't know them. You also have no idea how many other people that they're dating, which they have every right to do. Would you right. hope that they would give you the respect? Absolutely. But if they're not, okay, so you're already upset that he he or she, you know didn't do you the service of letting you know directly, right? Yeah. And then you're going to lump on top of it. What does that mean about me? I feel stupid. I thought we were really connecting. And so you're indulging all this thought drama. And the way I like to see it is, wow, thank you for showing me who you are. (laughs) Because I know when I'm dating someone, it sucks to let them know that you're not interested back. But I will never ghost a lovely human being who has treated me with respect and kindness. And how many times have we been on a date where you're like, oh, we're getting along, and they think that, I like he thinks I like him but I don't but I'm just being an engaging person so what's a graceful way to just
2: say like I think you're really nice but it's not that's like the worst thing yeah
1: so to not say that you're so nice um I I would never fuck you (laughs) no but you'll get this you're gonna get this meal right Thanks on you.
0: <laughs> thanks so much for dinner. Bye. I'm going to be completely transparent. And I think it's like a little spineless. But if I've been on one date with someone and we had a lovely time, I'm fine with afterwards. I just don't really have the balls to say, hey, you're great, but no thanks. Right. And it kind it's of like relaxed. It's just a meal. And also, totally. on the flip side of that, I actually like this uh, MO because you don't want to be presumptuous at the end of the date that they like you. Right. right? So let the dust settle. I'm not going to say anything afterwards. I'm going to make it clear at the end of the night, thank you so much for treating me, if they did. No one's kissing. Right? I've done, I've made that mistake before. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess we're kissing, oh. <laughs> And then afterwards, I'm like, oh. Narrate it. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then, listen, thank you so much. I After, you know, giving it more thought, I had a lovely time with you. I just don't see this going in a romantic direction. That's nice. But you are truly so lovely. Thank you for treating me with so kindly. Take care. And Amen. also, I
2: think that it's setting a tone energetically so whether it's with in this exchange with one other person I've said this to a few of our friends who have found themselves in scenarios where they're seeing someone one in particular our friend was seeing someone and she wasn't vibing on him and she the easy thing to do would be to ghost and just leave it alone but what I had offered to her was the idea of if you do have this maybe like 2 minutes of uncomfortable conversation where you're just being honest with yourself the tone that that sets up for you for other exactly. potential relationships Absolutely. coming through you're just leveling up yeah. in what you're open to exactly. and what you'll and what you want to have come in and i feel like There's so much truth in that. And it's true.
1: Like in every situation that I've been in this year, pretty much, where it's like I've been dating, but it hasn't been working and it's been like a weird internal experience. Every time that I take that one uncomfortable leap in communication, I'm so happy.
0: Yeah, you're up leveling. I I love what you said, up leveling. Yeah. Yeah. And growth is hard. Growth is painful. That's why people don't want to do it. I would like
1: to debunk this idea that there's no good men because every single time that I've done that, it's been received with such kindness I've not had an experience as of late where someone's been a shithead.
2: Yeah. It's all conditioning. Yeah. Deep down, everybody wants to just have
1: an honest conversation and be respected. Totally. Even with the guy that I talked about on the show where I was like, I saw him at the party and like, I was like, fuck you. I don't know you. I like texted him two weeks later. And story. I was like, I texted him and I was like, hey- felt like really – I was like, I feel like I was an asshole to you, and I just want to, like, explain myself. And he's like, I did notice, but I thought you were just really drunk. And I'm like, well, I was. <laughs> I'm like, but also I was, like, dealing with, like, you rejecting me and me not being honest with myself about it. And he was like, oh, cool. Okay, yeah, I guess I've also been, like, a shitty friend. And I'm like, yeah. And so it was, like, <laughs> it was a good –
0: Healing moment. Yeah, like – And a growth moment. Exactly. Yes. And then
1: you don't have that picture in your brain of, like – well, everyone's a dick and everyone's out to hurt me and no one wants to hear my truth and my vulnerability is my weak. Like, all that shit is a lie.
0: Amen. Mic drop. Bye. <laughs> okay, so I want to, yeah, I want to ask a few questions. <laughs> Show's in, over. Yeah. In,
2: in <laughs> got, relationship to dating. So <laughs> how got- do you have, so when you are dating and in that phase of getting to know someone, how do you have that conversation around what you're looking for? in like the least awkward way? Oh,
0: such a good question. I think it's different for people in their late 30s, early 40s, speaking from experience, to be really like, hey, I'm yeah. not fucking around. And thank you apps like Bumble and Hinge, where you can check off like, you know, don't have kids, want kids, right, so you can get that sense, looking for a relationship, looking for something casual, right? right. There's no good or bad, right or wrong. It's just be direct, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think the only way it becomes awkward is if you're uncomfortable stating what it is that you want. True. So, you know, when you're thinking, oh, what does he want? Oh, this is so scary and awkward and uncomfortable. Why? Because the earlier that you find out, now, I am not saying show up at the first date and be like, what do you want? Because I want babies. Do you want babies? <laughs> you hear that? That's my clock ticking. <laughs> it's getting louder every day. And then you what if the shit out of yourself. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Why didn't that go wrong? You <laughs> didn't
1: call me and ghosted. Well, why? Ask for a baby in the first five seconds of us talking each other. You've got great yeah, so like, bone structure. The, do you want to put a baby Yeah, in let's me?
2: procreate. No, like what's a graceful way to, to segue into that
0: so that people's time isn't being wasted? Yeah. I think in the first two to three dates, you can figure that out organically. But please, ladies and gents, before a date, do not go into it being like, I need to find out what it is that he's looking for, right? It's very clear to me in the first couple of dates if someone's looking to be in a relationship or if they're looking to fuck around. Very clear to me. They'll say it. They'll say, or Well, I think when they're not looking for it, they won't say it. That's right? what I mean. Right. But like someone who's looking for a relationship, yeah. especially I'm dating, you know, men in their 40s usually. Right. And it's very clear to me the ones who really want to settle down and the ones who don't. I mean, I dated a guy earlier this year and he was just like, I, I don't want to beat around. It was literally text messaging because I was so sick and I kept having to cancel. I was so embarrassed um, because I was like, he could just think I'm some flaky L.A. chick. Yeah. But, right. My automatic thoughts. And um, he, we were just texting so much, getting to know each other. And he said, I, I don't want to be around the bush no pun but he wanted babies (laughs) he said that (laughs) he did not say that Uh I'm saying no pun Uh because I'm a dork Uh but right so I think you got to just trust the moment and also but if you're finding yourself dating this person for six weeks and you're like I just can't tell I don't know yeah bring it up and say listen this is what I'm looking for I'm I really like you and I know that this isn't easy to say right but to just really because what you're going to find yourself three months six months down the road not still not knowing right and then from there you should know but ultimately just be direct but I I don't want to say first date this is how you ask or definitely ask before the first date so you don't waste each other's time. I think it goes back to to what you said earlier about the neutrality of it and
2: like Mm -hmm. coming with it from a neutral place and not assigning like you can just know who you are and know what you want and it doesn't really have any bearings on the exchange with the other person.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's really attractive. Absolutely. Just like being Mm. your grounded self self self-owned and no apologies and it doesn't need to be he does he know this about me does he know that about me which I've done right in my brain Right, it's just again managing your mind around it but um, I don't think that there's a formulaic way to do it but if you find yourself I would say and again this is my own idea of it and thoughts about it. If you're six weeks seeing someone and you're really liking them and I don't know if everyone has a different uh, take on if you're sleeping with them and exclusive with them and whatever, like really getting clear about that. I, I also think if you're having casual, I know I, with my clients, right, having casual sex, well, I want to make sure are we at least sexually monogamous, right? That's
2: a great, having- I mean, that is so, I, it's hard to be a human, and and ignore that side of it. So what do you what what do you say to your clients when it comes? to I mean, to this that? is your health, right. right?
0: So again, very vulnerable. Your vagina brain. Your vagina brain. <laughs> exactly. I love it. This is your health we're talking about. So if he's going to judge you or she's going to judge you, right? About you saying, listen, I know we've only been seeing each other a few weeks, right? The kids are doing it a lot sooner these yeah, days, <laughs> right? So so I'm I'm up for a good time, but I definitely like I'm not asking to not date other people or explore right. other things. This is super early, but I am telling you right here, right now, I have no interest in sleeping with you for sleeping with other people, even if you're using a condom. Right. I'm like, no, thank a you. A health
2: forward conversation. Yeah. You
0: kind of
1: take your emotions out of it. And yeah. Just, this is
0: my body we're talking yeah. about here. Yeah. What about
1: on the opposite end where you're like, just want to sleep with someone and don't want to date them?
0: Well, if that's totally fine. Right. But again, right. I think You don't have to say it as long as you're fine with them sleeping with other people and you're safe. right? I mean, ideally. But also if (laughs) if he or she comes to you, right, and says, hey, I want us to be sexually monogamous and and you don't, like, do them the service because you know what it's like to be on the receiving end if you're into someone more. Totally. Okay.
2: Let's take a break. Okay. To give love to Cure Nutrition. I'm also having a stretch, so it's perfect. Perfect. Take You know, take a deep breath, mm. a water, whatever you want. We're going to give love to one of our partners. A as... CBD, perhaps. Oh, hello. Mm-hmm. Cured Nutrition is a holistic supplement company based in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. If you're in tune with the wellness industry or listening to this show, I'm pretty sure you've noticed how selecting the right CBD products can be a little confusing. It is very true. And Cured Nutrition has made it easy. In addition to their 100% locally sourced Colorado hemp extracts,
1: Cured also guarantees a rigorous quality control system. Okay, and if you want to check out what they have compiled with complete transparency, they've published the details onto their website, www.curednutrition.com, and they have Harness the potential of the hemp plant with the highest quality of products. And as our listeners know, CBD is most commonly used
2: for its calming, stress relieving, and amazing anti inflammatory properties. But Cured didn't stop at CBD alone. They have created products for all aspects of a solid and integrated wellness routine. Whether you're looking for the trademark maximum strength, Full Spectrum for THC-free oils and gel caps, or the CBD-infused cookie dough for on-the-go medicinal mushrooms, adaptogenic and cannabinoid blends for focus and sleep, then rise and zen, and spot-treating salves. Cured Nutrition has
1: all of your bases covered. I have to say they've really taken it to all aspects of life They have things for the kitchen, which I love. They have a cinnamon and honey CBD sugar thing that I've been putting in my coffees and in my tonics. Yeah, it's like
2: granulated. Yeah, they have like
1: a chipotle rub that you can put on meats. And then they also have- Doggy treats. Dog treats. And they also have um, the Zen and Rise, which is full of not only CBD, but I know in the sleep one, there's um, Shashandra and ashwagandha and magnesium and- all these reishi. So there's adaptogens in them. So it's building up in your system over time. So it's not just a one and done. It's like reducing your stress response overall, which is awesome. It's
2: amazing. And Cured ships their products to all 50 states. And you can find our favorite products over at curednutrition.com where all of that's a retrograde listeners can use code
1: TSR at checkout to save 15%. It's really fun. Check out their website. I feel like if you're trying to integrate CBD into your life in a more holistic and 360 type of way this is a great great company so that's curednutrition.com code TSR and we'll share a link in our show notes guys let us know what you think back to the show okay
2: so let's move to friendships we had this has been a theme so a, a large wide reaching theme uh lately with us we've been to a lot of things in regards to friend breakups mm. How do you, uh, a listener asked, how do I break up with a friend who I still love dearly and want the best for?
0: So my first question is, do you need to do the breaking up? Does it have to be so final? So I would investigate that. I think there are times where I'm closer to certain friends than I am to other friends or we're just in sync with each other. You know, the age that I'm at, I have friends who have multiple kids, right? I'm still really close to them, right. but I might not be in as close contact with them, Right. And so I would just be curious, like, is it really a deal breaker just to ask yourself that instead of having it to be this thing? Look, if she slept with your boyfriend or. Right, if it's something dramatic. Yeah, and then it's a no no brainer, right? But uh, sorry. So what was the question? How. Just like how to do it? Like, how to have. Is there a conversation?
2: Is it a a quiet fade? Like, what is the most. The, the most intelligent way to do this where one can be in their integrity but then be honoring both the relationship and the,
0: one's feelings? So I'll just say from personal experience, I would probably do my own quiet fade and see if the other person is really picking up on that. But I, I've never, like broken up with someone right. I have definitely had people defriend me and yeah I would very much appreciate a direct you know instead of figuring out that you unfollowed me on Instagram or defriended me on Facebook which I think is super immature so and modern. if there's so much and I think that if there's such a huge history Right. And and I understand. I'm thinking of one in particular, why she did what she did. And again, hot mess. And I was a lot and all of that. Um, but I think I would have appreciated, you know, for what it's worth. This is just a friendship that I don't think is healthy anymore. And I think it's run its course. Wish you the best. Um, I, I had another friendship breakup with another girl who, again, there's no coincidence. I was the common denominator. <laughs> she broke up with me and she was really there for me during my rock bottom relationship nine years ago and um, she broke up with me very abruptly but she made it very clear and then she came back and I was like no thank you because I was so and I just moved out to LA and I was like I'm starting my new chapter and I don't want to be reminded of anything right and then as time went on I was like Claire what the fuck are you doing like that girl like was with you through your worst right so also remember that it doesn't have to be final but I say slow fade see if she's kind of feeling the same way right and then if if she's still like hey where are you definitely do her the service I agree I think a slow fade is like a gentle, just like, oh, we're all busy, it's life, whatever. Exactly.
1: But then, if it's something that's your truth that isn't really necessarily being heard, yeah, I mean, I think the common theme of this whole episode is just like having conversations that you find to be uncomfortable in the interest of truth and transparency. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And I think the slow fade, it's not pussying out. I think it's also an opportunity to let sleeping dogs lie and the mm-hmm. dust settle and maybe both of you can come back without having had this like dramatic we should right. not no longer be totally. friends. And you might come from different vantage points and just say like Yeah, we're past that and we can move forward. What do you think about an email versus a conversation? I I think it goes back to did something really terrible or toxic happen or are you guys not hearing each other and you're just constantly fighting and at each other and not on the receiving end to hear what the other person is saying? A healthy email. If you are to write the email... Um, I would say, notice what you're saying. If you're catching yourself, you're this and you do this. I think it's a, we are not working, Mm -hmm. right, to take your own responsibility. And I say this from experience with both dudes and friends of being so accusatory. Again, I do this work mostly because I realized my whole marriage to my victim story was the thing that fucked me up the most in most areas of my life. So really taking responsibility and being kind and respectful in a painful situation.
1: Amazing. Amazing.
0: Unfortunately, Clare we have burn. to wrap
1: up, but we could go on forever. A
2: heartbreak
0: Coach. Tell our listeners about your podcast. Oh, it's called, thank you, it's called How to Stop Wanting Him Back. Again, I'm very conscious of using the pronoun him. Heartbreak is absolutely a universal lesson, and I just go into different topics each episode of all the thoughts that we're thinking that um, screw us up, but I'm a bit of a spaz, and there's laughter in the podcast as well. But um, I definitely go into more depth about that t- thought tool that you can take into your own life to really apply the work and not just absorb it in your ears or read, which is what I did for so long. Right. So um, yeah, take a listen. You can find it on all the channels. And your Instagram is? At Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Beautiful. Thanks so much for joining thank us. Thank you. I love you guys so much. This is the <laughs> oh, best day ever. Likewise. I so you appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. Of Bye. Bye.
2: Is this a good time to pause the conversation? Never
1: has there ever been a better time. Okay.
0: So hello.
1: To a new partner for that, So Retrograde, Yay, Sweaty Betty. We love Sweaty Betty. They have been shaking up the women's activewear market for 20 years with their mission to empower women through fitness and beyond. They're one of the few activewear bands focused solely on women. It's very exciting.
2: Very cute. I'm a huge fan of them. I actually discovered them when I was in London. Okay. And it turns out their first store was opened in Notting Hill.
1: 1998. Very fancy. I love the 90s. I love them too. I want to say that I ordered two pieces from Sweaty Betty mm-hmm. and I'm so impressed. I ordered the 7 length power legging and I've used them to work out but I've also worn them under like a oversized sweater with like a high shoe making a very chic daytime look. And then I also ordered the... Could that be because
2: they have a sculpting support within their legging to make the tush look good. Definitely
1: feel like my bum was at its best. Good. And then I also ordered the Restore Luxe Crop Hoodie which is like truly the softest fucking thing I've ever put on my body and it has the little thumb hooks Ooh. which I love. Do
2: you want to know what I got? Yes. Which I highly recommend. So I didn't do a, a workout pant per se. I went with the Guru Dasana. I hope I'm saying that right. Lightweight yoga pant which is more of like a lightweight sweatpant esque okay. type situation okay. and this great Long sleeve crop shirt in white. It's it has a waffle weave. It's the waffle crop long sleeve top. Ooh. Been wearing both pretty consistently. Same cozy AF, which is super important. And the two, these two pieces are great for working out, but they're also great just for like leisure loungewear. That's
1: what I like about it. It's like a it's like an either. It's not an either or. It's a both. And let's not forget that the leggings are best-selling and have won awards from Self Magazine and Women's Health. And they are comfortable, and they also wick away moisture, which she gets sweaty, Betty. Well, that makes sense. Hence its namesake. <laughs> True.
2: And here's what? They last. We're talking years. And they have customers who are still wearing their famous leggings from years ago, which I love things. I love an investment piece Me too. that stays in the wardrobe for quite a while. Same. So if you guys head over to Sweaty Betty, that's S-W-E-A-T-Y-B-E-T-T-Y dot com slash podcast and enter the promo code retrograde. You'll get twenty percent off your purchase
1: of all Full-priced items. That is sweatybetty.com slash podcast with promo code retrograde for 20% off your purchase of full-priced items. Head over there and show us what you got, guys. Is your buddy sweaty? I mean, come on, Elizabeth. You know she is.
2: Roses and thorns. Oh, it's that time of the show? Oh, hello. The high, the low, the magic, the maybe not magical, but... Maybe it could be magical down the line if you are open to it. Turn that
1: thorn <laughs> into a magical bush.
2: Plant it, and see what happens. Yeah, um, it's all roses. Yeah, we're coming back from an epic, epic two and a half days in Arizona. I don't know. It's Didn't all it feel of like
1: so long, but in a good way? We were
2: in like an oven portal. <sighs> Girl, it's hot
1: there. Dude, I, you know. It's really a testament to how great our trip was, that the heat was the least of my concerns because normally I'm one to complain about such things.
2: You were pretty amped up about the heat scenario a week leading up.
1: Yeah, I was. You mentioned it a bunch. I was really freaking (laughs) out. I was just like, I'm going to have you sweating from my butt crack for four days. And I was
2: like, there's also air conditioning.
1: That's true. But in classic Elizabeth and Seth fashion, I didn't care and you were sleepy.
2: Yeah, it made me feel not so well. Yeah,
1: but it's okay. No, it's good. I mean, okay. Let's let's do our let's move through the oven. Although I will say, coming outside at 10 p.m. and it being 104 degrees is ungodly, jarring. So (laughs) jarring, (laughs) to say the least. Um, Sorry for all of you in Arizona, and um, but we love all of you in Arizona. Okay, this is the thing. This is the thing. We were shocked, awed, and inspired by our experience in the great city of Scottsdale slash Phoenix.
2: Which I'm confused where the where the city lines are, but it doesn't matter. I feel like it's all one, and I don't really get it
1: either, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. At all. Because
2: it was a joy. So where do we start? Okay, so we this were our, in... This is our
1: official Rosie recap of Arizona. We
2: were in Arizona for a live show mm-hmm. at CB Live. It was our first ever show in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Although technically we did do a show at Dove Mountain. So it was our first ever live show.
1: We did like... Inside of a Four Seasons <laughs> commenting <laughs> for Mind, Body, Green.
2: Right. But yeah, we've been to Arizona We've been before. to Arizona. Sure. Our for, first time in With Phoenix. the podcast. And what a delight. First and foremost, the Rose of All Roses, our new friend, Nicole Maiden. Girl. Girl. So Nicole is a friend of Kelsey Patel's. Adopt us. And Manage us. I'm not kidding. And she knew that we were coming to Arizona, and she basically curated – such an incredible experience for us. Everything from helping us book our insanely talented guest,
1: Katie Kyline Sabagian. If you guys don't know about this woman, you must know about this woman. She's beyond truly a gifted healer, the deal, the real,
2: real, real deal
1: healer. I'm still
2: not sure what happened on that healing table.
1: I'll never be the same.
2: But um, we're going to have her in studio in the coming months, hopefully before the end of this year. And we'll be able to go deep on that. So Mm -hmm. thank you to Katie for joining us at our live show. It was, you know. And for one, giving us a session. Yeah. Whew. So one thing that's it's really interesting because we bring our live show to comedy clubs and we also usually end up with the meditation. <laughs> yeah. and Things
1: I never thought I'd see it's just,
2: merging. It's the perfect, I think, the perfect uh, example of what our show is. We have a comedy opener. We're in a comedy club. People are drinking. They're having fun. And then we get like really deep. And a lot of people, as I looked around, were really into the deep work that was being discussed. And it just was a nice moment of pride that you and I can bring like a lighthearted experience juxtaposed with something that people hopefully have like a really solid takeaway and feel Really good when they leave.
1: I mean, I just feel like everyone in that room was so lucky that they got to experience the work that Katie does, even just on that minimal level, because she is really amazing. Yeah, you can,
2: um, if you guys Google Gateway Healing, mm-hmm. you can check out the work she does, and we'll be bringing more of that to you. Uh, and then back to thank space. Yeah, watch this space.
1: Back to thanking Nicole for the other things that we were oh, able yeah. to do. Um, well, first of all, the Valley Ho Hotel in Scottsdale is amazing the
2: dream it's like if don draper dreamt up this like retro fun vibey hotel yeah that's where we got to stay yeah you guys our room was
1: two floors was two floors couldn't never, afford that apartment in los angeles never in my
2: life stephanie and i were like this is both of our apartments combined yeah like stacked
1: on top of each it's other. This
2: hotel room yeah it was such a joy every single person that worked there we were at the restaurant zuzu they were so nice mm-hmm. and so friendly and so welcoming and we didn't have time to go in the
1: pool but the pool looked amazing. Elizabeth really wanted to go in. <laughs> I, really I was like live your truth, I'm going to take a nap. But I didn't want to ruin my hair. And she's like I think I'll take a bath instead. I'm yeah. like that seems right. Yeah, the hair the hair thing because we had, had the pleasure of working with a local hair stylist's uh, SNL trends on Instagram Sam and Lauren the talent true talent true
2: talent as elizabeth
1: said no one's ever been able to put a true bend in her hair like these girls were able to do you
2: guys i always ask the hairstylist they say you know what my hair holds curl really well you can just do like a gentle bend it'll stay don't you worry and then i end up looking like curly sue these women i didn't have to micromanage it the curly sue thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i they did exactly what i wanted it was amazing
1: hair charms in my hair I had a braid with rings in it and stars hanging from the rings. Hi, I'm Needless Steph. Needless <laughs> to say, it was a bouquet of roses. Yeah, it was. And
2: then we got to get our makeup done because we're bougie. Yeah. And we had Eli from Sparkle Bar. He came and did our makeup for our live, our live show and then also the live media day that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you to them. If anybody's in Arizona, please. We're shouting this out not to brag, but right. to <laughs>
1: share good intel on what's going on in Scottsdale.
2: And it's going on
1: there. It is. And then, so thank you to AZTV and Danielle Williams, sweetheart, anchor there. And then we were able to do some fun podcasts. We did a podcast with um, Matt Gottesman called Hustle Sold Separately, which was so fun, which will be out soon. Lindsay Schwartz. yeah, Powerhouse Women. Yep.
2: And Skylar Irvine with the Skylar Irvine podcast who knew that the podcasting world over there was ramping up mean, Alive and Well. Three in
1: one day by the last one, they were asking me about astrology, and I was like, it's a science. (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about.
2: (laughs) It was wonderful. We just had the best time, and it was all thanks to Nicole, who just, as a listener, she just was like, I know your girl's vibe. Here's what you're going to do while you're there. And we felt so taken care of
1: and cared for. So much gratitude.
2: So thank you. I mean, I just have, like, My heart is so full. Same. Even after that show, we got to stay and talk to a bunch of the people who attended, and everyone was so nice. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, those moments, it felt like camp, when you're just like, I don't want to leave you. You're so sweet. Literally. It was just really a time, and I just feel like it just set the bar for for what um, we can do when we bring this show, you know, on the road.
1: So if you have a city and you want us to come to it, let us know. We'll H- try to figure U- it out. H-U-U. H-M-U. Hit us up. Oh, Who? H-H-U. We're not going to make that work. We're going to let that We're one gonna go gonna forever. We're going to let it go. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to express gratitude for that and everyone who helped us out. And if you guys are Arizona locals, check all those places out. Or we'll visiting. We'll link to those other podcasts. Anything else, Elizabeth? Honestly, that's all I got. Me too. I feel very happy to be back home. Very happy to live near an ocean breeze. And super excited for these this, this last month and a half of summer. Yes. Let's make the most of it. Mm-hmm.
2: Let's get ice cream at night and go see late night movies. Uh, that well, always is what reminds me
1: of summer. Go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, everyone. It's so good. Elizabeth, you need to see it because I'm about to spoil it. It's on the list. Good. Okay, we love you guys. We
2: love you guys. Thanks for listening. Namaste,
1: listening. Oh, really quickly. What?
2: Um, We're going to continue the trend of listener questions, but this time... They're for me and Steph. So if you have any questions oh, yeah. that you would like
1: tackled, topics. Specifically but, about us, for us, for you. Anything, anything you want us to just direct towards you, do it.
2: Yeah, let us know. So just slide in. Slide into, out
1: of our DMs.
2: And into our email box because yeah. then we can keep track of it better. Yeah. That's a retrograde at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay, love you, bye. Love you guys, Love bye. you, bye. Love
1: you, bye. Tell me you love me. I
2: love you, bye. Bye. <laughs> yes, that's a retrograde.